Hey everybody, hello and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney legend Blaine Gibson dies at 97. Disney announces a replacement for Chief Financial Officer Jay Rusulo, and rumors are heating up that the changes to Disney's Hollywood Studios may be a lot bigger than we thought, uh, and may end up being the most expansive expansion in Disney's history, or expensive, excuse me, expensive expansion. I gotta learn to write this stuff better uh, in the company's history. And a little later on, Kathy Worling is gonna talk about the World Showcase Destinations Discovered Tour at Epcot. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 827 for the week of July 7th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I, I tried to stretch that out to get you. You did. You did good. Perfect. There was a there was an issue with the, one of the cameras, and Dustin had to run around, and uh, so I was just trying to stretch that out so he had time before the camera came back on. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Dustin West. Hello, everyone. Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hey. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everyone. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> oh, God, can you find something else? <laughs> Back in the production nook, Rhino Clavin on the controls, Hello. along with associate producer Craig Williams. Hello. Um, what? No? All right? No? Everything okay? No, we're good. Okay, okay. good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those days, and we're also, it's storming here, so... Uh, just understand that if we start getting ground strikes that are too loud, too close, uh, we are going to have to shut down the broadcast um, just for safety reasons. So please keep that in mind. A um, couple things in housekeeping. First and foremost, uh, for those of you who are friend requesting me on Facebook, um, I've gotten a couple of emails in the last week from folks wanting to know why I'm not accepting their friend request. He hates you. I do. Uh, actually, the reason is that I have maxed out the number of friends that I am allowed to have on Facebook. That's a personal Facebook account, and you're only allowed to have 5,000. Only. But I have 5,000, and after that, it doesn't let you add anymore. They do go into a queue, and I have this, like, ma- I swear to God, there's like 100 requests sitting there. Um, the only way around that is to move my Facebook page to a fan page and sorry not going to happen I just not going to I can't you should do you should start purging just start purging people well I yeah okay (laughs) yeah fine but so that's the reason why it's not because I don't want to be your friend it's just that you know these are the limits Facebook puts on and you know I, I just can't bring myself to do the whole fan page thing it just yeah just doesn't feel right to me so that's why so I just don't want anybody thinking that, you know, I'm being stuck up. Um, but, you know, when when friend slots open up, <laughs> I go to the oldest request and I just approve it. And yeah. so, you know. It's a wait list. It's a wait list. Really, I'm wait listing friends. <laughs> um, and if Facebook opened up that limit, I would absolutely just go ahead yeah. and approve everybody. So just wanted you to know it's not personal. It's not something like that. Um, so there's that. Um, I want to remind everyone about the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged live every Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com. Uh, the shows go up on the Monday and Tuesday. There's a new show goes up on Monday. Their segments go up on Tuesday on iTunes and on DizUnplugged.com. Uh, what is this week's show about, Dustin? Uh, on this week's uh, episode of the Disneyland show, uh, the listener Lynn returns with a trip trip report from her Disneyland and Universal Studios vacation. And the Disneyland ladies talk about what to do with all of those pictures you took on your Disneyland vacation. Um, so that's their segments for this week. I also just wanted to mention that me and Jenny Lynn are sitting here... Um, 
uh, right now because uh, John and Kevin couldn't make it, and uh, um, apparently some folks are under the weather, so we hope that they feel a little bit better today. Hey, just wanted to throw that out there as well. Also, um, they don't know this. I'm just going to tell them all right now. Uh, since Dustin and I and John and Kevin are going to be out in California next week, with our next backstage magic, um, Jenny Lynn's going to be hosting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, <laughs> Jenny Lynn's going to be hosting the show. So uh, next Tuesday, there you go. Because we, we're not going to be able to do a pre-record. So. Okay. Okay. Fun, fun. <laughs> See you then, everybody. You're, you're much more comfortable with it now. I mean, I, I, you do yeah. your show every week, yeah. and you know, I'll be, we'll be good. No worries. We got this. Crino, Crino, and Reg. <laughs> Which is what I was just going to say. Rhino and Craig will be here. Uh, Julie will probably be here. Yep. If not, Corey, Kathy, and Teresa, you have all your friends uh, to help you out and have a good show. So just letting you guys know about that. Uh, now, speaking of the trip, Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, disunplugged.com. What is this week's show? This week we are... Uh we're showing a dining review that Teresa and I did for the Tin Roof in Orlando on iDrive. Yes. Awesome. The end. I heard good things about that because you pre-recorded that, right? Yeah. We did. Fun yeah. episode. I heard very good things about that episode. So. The Tin Roof is not rusted. <laughs> okay. uh, that little, song did but play But I will still there. sing that song for you if you want. <laughs> get, get a little B-52s <laughs> in there. And, of course, uh, let's talk about the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged as he rushes back to his seat uh, starring the lovely and talented Craig Williams along with Rhino Clavin, Dustin West and Jenny Lynn Knopp uh, Thursdays 1pm Eastern DizUnplugged.com but right now there is bonus content for those of you who are uh, thinking about a universal trip uh, why don't you talk a little bit about what's going on this week Craig? Uh, yeah so for anyone who hasn't been keeping up with our show first off shame on you uh, <laughs> what are you doing with your life um, you can't threaten to withdraw love and support the way I can they just don't care as much oh I'm, I'm not threatening them but I, I do want to know what their issue is um, so that's that's obviously a problem but right now we have our universal land and sea coverage going on so uh, for people out there who don't know uh, Universal and Royal Caribbean actually partnered up together, similarly to how Walt Disney World offers their land-in uh, sea. No, they really don't cruise. offer land-in well, sea packages anymore. They don't anymore? Not really. Okay, well, I don't keep up on the time, <laughs> and I don't cruise by myself. So that also happens. But Royal Caribbean and Universal, you still can. Uh, you essentially choose between a three or four uh night package at Universal Orlando and then you can also pair that with a three or four night cruise on a Royal Caribbean's The Enchantment of the Sea. If you're an international guest, uh, you actually get an added benefit because you can add on a seven night cruise with uh, the Freedom of the Sea. Well, I mean, but even uh, 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 not just international. I checking mean, on that information, I think they changed it. Yeah, I haven't I've, been able to get... I a, can't imagine they would tell a U.S. Yeah, I think. Yes, no, you can't do a seven. Still waiting to hear the exact details of it because they just recently revamped the whole experience back in February. So it's all still new for them. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we, we essentially did this. We had our entire team each at one of the hotels so we could review it for a couple nights. And then we took the cruise on Enchantment of the Seas. And each, uh, each day this week, Obviously, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we are releasing a special show and a lot of great content that goes up with it, uh, reviews. Jenny Lynn did some blogs about uh, family activities at all the uh, destinations that we did, and Rhino put together some uh, wonderful videos, and we have some entertaining shows. I think yeah, they're entertaining. So ye uh, yesterday, Monday, uh, was Portofino Bay. Yes. The review of Portofino Bay went up. Uh, today, Tuesday, uh, Hard Rock yes. Hotel. Uh, tomorrow's Royal Pacific. Mm -hmm. uh, Thursday is Cabana, Cabana Bay. Bay. And then Friday is our review of Enchantment of the Seas. Exactly. So we have you know, a lot of content going up. It's kind of like the Universal 7 and 7, but it's really more like an 8 and 5. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there was <laughs> eight days of, because was it four, four days at Universal and four days on the cruise and we're covering it in five days. There was just no pretty way of <laughs> no. saying yeah, it. I'm doing so, every day of the cruise. <laughs> the land and sea adventure. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a, it's, a, it's a much better. It's yeah. a much better name. So that's going on right now. And then, of course, Thursday you have your Universal Edition. 
right or no? You're not putting one up this uh, week. We're going to just use that show. I don't want to cannibalize on the great content we have going up. Oh, he's just week. lazy and doesn't want to do another no, show. I also see. I did. Here. You know, I did regular shows while we were doing seven and seven. So wow, that really just you know. <laughs> I'm just throwing you right under the bus Man. there. Sorry. Right under there. I'm going to go back to fixing issues. Burn. <laughs> As he leaves the frame. So check that out all this week. All this week, um, you can go to universal.wdwinfo.com for, uh, to find all those videos, blogs, photo galleries, uh, everything, the shows. Of course, on youtube.com slash wdwinfo. It's all there as well. And uh, so very excited about that. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just want to get a plug out for the upcoming Diz Meets to raise money for Give Kids the World. Nova Scotia coming up next, uh, August uh, 16th, I believe is the date. Dustin and I, along with Kathy and Teresa, will be up there. And the reason more of us are not going to be there is uh, that everybody else is going to be out in California doing D23. But um, over 100 people already signed up oh, good. for... Nova Scotia, and I was speaking with Evelyn yesterday, or texting with Evelyn yesterday, uh, Evelyn McNamara, who's the coordinator of that of that meet. Uh, she feels confident that they can get up uh, maybe over 200 this oh, year. Oh, wow. Good for her. Wow. Um, and she says that uh, there are a lot of folks from the States coming up awesome. more and more. So some of you guys are listening to me. And everybody last year who went up to Halifax at my urging for this meet at one point during the weekend said to me, you were so right. Words I never get tired of hearing. <laughs> so if you are looking for a... La- I, I realize the airfare can be a little dicey. Uh, but if you're looking for a unique last-minute getaway, do something, have a great experience in a most beautiful place, and rate, help you know, be with some other fellow Dizzers and raise some money for a great cause, um, come on up to Halifax the weekend of the 16th of August and join us. And I promise you, you will be one of those people that will come up to me and say, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Halifax is beautiful. And the people of Nova Scotia, the, the folks that we meet at these meets, just war- the warmest, nicest people. And of course, Evelyn, how you there's just nothing bad to say about Evelyn. She'll be the tornado running. Yeah, around. she yeah. is. This woman is a force of nature. <laughs> this woman's a force of nature. But you know, their, their whole team made us the entire feel team. welcome. Yeah, and, and all you have to do is just walk around Halifax for an evening, or, or drive around the local area, and just you appreciate how cool the culture is there, and how beautiful the landscape is there. And and somebody had said to me that um, I think it was Marcy at the Hershey meet was like. I don't eat seafood. I don't like seafood, so I really don't want to go to Halifax. Okay, hear me. Hear me clearly on this. Well, I'm, I've heard, because I don't eat seafood either. I don't eat seafood at all. And for the people that I've gone up there with that do say it's incredible seafood, obviously. It it's is. Nova Scotia. But I'm going to tell you, I was stunned. My first visit up there and subsequent visits now, I was stunned by how... Uh, well, I don't, I'm not sure what the right word is. How the food was great. Every place we went to eat, but it was beyond that. It was very. Um, it was kind of what I would have expected. The type of food and the uh, the creativity of the dishes and the types of restaurants. What I would have expected from kind of maybe New York or San Francisco wow. or um, definitely, you know, an upscale type experience without necessarily an upscale type price. Yeah. Right. It's also the beer capital of Canada. There's more pubs there per capita in, in Halifax. But also good pubs. I yeah. mean, good beers, yeah, too. Good you beers, have good often pubs. often talked about how, how good the beers are. That's why Dustin likes to go to Nova Scotia. <laughs> uh, seafood and beer. Uh, so, I mean, just, just a lot. A lot to do. A lot to see. A lot to experience. It is a great... It, it is one of the things. It's definitely a highlight of my of my year of my travel year, and love being up in in Halifax. So please, if you're looking for something fun to do, kind of last minute right now, because it's a little over a month away, um, head on up to Halifax the weekend of August 16th and join us. It's going to be a great time. So <clears throat> we have that meet coming up. Of course, the Indianapolis meet the end of August. 
We'll have links to all this in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. Middle of September, the New England meet. Middle of October, the Delaware meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots and lots of, of meets coming up. But Halifax, Nova Scotia, next on the list, August 16th. Please come up and join us. So that is everything I have in housekeeping. Anybody else have anything? I do. I um, want to let everybody know to be on the lookout, whether it's social, the Diz, the boards. Um, we are going to be releasing custom Diz Magic Bands and also custom uh, Diz iPhone cases. Oh, cool. um, the one that, you showed me before looked awesome. Yeah, I'm sporting one right now. I'm just kind of testing it out. Oh. It's pretty cool. Um, but we have, uh, we have a whole variety of Diz Magic Bands coming out, Diz Unplugged Magic Bands. And when I say custom that you can actually add your name to it. We partnered with a, with a website, uh, Magic Your Band, and I'm going to be um, releasing the links through social and the Diz and everywhere else. So be on the lookout um, for those. If you were at the Hershey meet, you got a chance to see those firsthand. Mm-hmm. And put it up Corey's, been, Corey's been working on this for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. We've been you know, kind of playing, playing with it, you know, testing materials that come in, and it's been, it's been fun. And once you have those links uh, ready, just shoot me an email. I'll put them on the show notes page for everybody that listens as well. Cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else in housekeeping? Mm. No? May no I one? Mm. Okay. So let's talk about the poll from last week. We asked, will you skip any of the theme parks, if any, during your next visit to Walt Disney World? This was spawned by a, uh, a listener who sent in a, a poll saying that their family is going to skip Hollywood Studios because there's really nothing to do there. And yeah. It's kind of gotten old and uh, wanted to know if other people felt the same way. Well, 50% of you said you were going to hit every park at least once on your next visit. 23% of you said you were going to skip at least one park. 16% said you would visit every park multiple times. And 11% said they would skip multiple parks. So about 34% of the audience going to skip at least one park or more, mm-hmm. but 66% saying doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, that they're going to, you know, honestly, that's a bigger number than I would have expected. 34%. I mean, it's not the majority, but that's, that's a given, big- given the, given the, the state of Hollywood studios right now. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm, um, I'm surprised the number is 66% are going to visit every park at least once, if not more than once. Well, I try to put myself in the shoes of somebody who maybe comes only once every year, every two years, who listens to the show, who's a big Disney fan and only comes down that often. Even if everything was under construction, I'd probably still want to at least like hit Hollywood Studios for a morning to ride rock and roller coaster and have a park hopper. I would think it's not that big of a deal if you have a park hopper. Yeah. But if you don't have a park hopper and you're just doing one park per day, then I would think skipping Hollywood Studios would probably be the way that yeah. people would go because there's yeah. just not that much open anymore. Yeah. Park hop, definitely do it. If you only have one day, one park tickets or one park tickets, I mean. Yeah, I would skip Hollywood Studios and its current state but and you, its future state. Do you think that Disney, with all the things that they're closing, um, should offer a reduced price to Hollywood Studios if you're buying a one-day ticket? They should, but they never will. Yes. Right. I, mean, I know they, they never, never will. Ever will be. And, 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 and I understand the business reason behind that. If you do that, if they were to do that right now, if they were to say, listen, you know what, because all this stuff is closed, because we're doing all this... And we're going to drop the price to 75 bucks. In everybody's mind, that's going to be the value of the park. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when they open up all this new stuff, they're going to have to jump in price from yeah. 75 back to 90 whatever. That they can't do. You could also get do. more complaints saying, you know, uh, if something's not working the day that they're there, hey, give me my money yeah, back it's because floodgates. Yeah, if something right. doesn't work, you're supposed to charge less. Um, if they didn't reduce the price with Polynesia and all that construction, yeah. they're not right. going to. No. They're not going to do it with a park. If they don't reduce the price, which I don't see how they could feasibly do, like you're saying, I think they should at least throw out a warning to people who are buying tickets. Say, you know, just so you know, there's not a whole lot open at Hollywood Studios. But as we're as we're going to discuss in a little bit with the, in the news. Um, the scope of this expansion based on this is a rumor right now but the scope and (coughs) sheer magnitude of what might be coming would be the single largest expansion 
of a theme park in Disney's history. Mm-hmm. And that's keep in mind they spent a billion dollars, I believe, on a California Adventure to after they built it to expand it and bring it up to speed. They spent a billion dollars, and this would be larger. So we're going to talk about that coming up. But as promised last week, two people have won $50 Disney gift cards because they answered our poll. Anita Hines-Hurst and Stacy Miller uh, both get $50 Disney gift cards for this, as well as I don't have the person's name in front of me, but the person who sent us the yes the poll. So... Um, I believe Stacy got back to me with her address. Anita, you need to check your messages on Facebook. Anita, 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 address. Um, <laughs> so, Anita man. Um, so, <laughs> that's like an old drag name, Anita man. Um, all right, so that's that, and uh, we're going to throw it over to Dustin with the news. Excellent. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, Blaine Gibson, Disney legend behind Pirates and Haunted Mansion, dies at the age of 97. Legendary Disney animator and sculptor Blaine Gibson, who designed some of the most iconic images in the company's theme parks around the world, died on Sunday at the age of 97. Gibson worked alongside Walt Disney uh, during the development of Disneyland, and his sculptures were used to create the faces of characters and rides, such as Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion, as well as the Enchanted Tiki Room. He also sculpted Partners, a statue of Walt Disney holding the hand of Mickey Mouse that sits in front of the castles at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, among other places. Family friend Carla Larissa Fallberg wrote on Facebook that Kip Gibson had watched 101 Dalmatians, a film he worked on as an animator, with his grandson before he took his final nap. Gibson, who was born in Colorado in 1918, joined Disney in 1939. In addition to 101 Dalmatians, he worked as an animator on Bambi, Song of the South, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, and Sleeping Beauty, according to IMDb. Although an animator, Gibson's hobby was sculpture. Walt Disney saw one of Gibson's art, uh, art exhibitions and in 1954, bless you, asked him to work on Disneyland a year before the theme park would open. Gibson initially wasn't crazy about leaving animation to work in the theme parks. Quote, I didn't think it was that important, but then I was told Walt was expecting me to work on these projects. And so I said to myself, what the heck? And he went with it. Uh, since then... He has directed the sculpture of every U.S. president used in the Hall of Presidents in Walt Disney World up to George W. Bush. And uh, Gibson is the recipient of two of the company's biggest honors, A Window on Main Street and the Disney Legends Award. Yeah, it's, uh, was he 98? 97. 97. Um, you know, talk about having had a, a full and brilliant life. Yeah. Um, and how influential he is mm-hmm. and all this stuff that we love. But exactly. I mean, he's touched, he's touched everything. He's touched everything that, you know, you can touch basically from the films to the theme parks, Imagineering, you name it. And mm-hmm. has definitely a huge, uh, uh, a, a huge impact on, on, on Disney, on, on the parks. And it just makes me think that, you know, these guys are, these guys are getting up there. These legends yep. that yeah. worked with Walt, mm. one by one, we're losing them. And that's why those moments when we get to have experiences where we can hear Marty Sklar and mm. uh, some of the other you know, legends who work side by side with Walt Disney. Bob Gurr is another example. Yeah. Um, take every opportunity we can to hear their stories and learn from their experiences because you know, it's just the nature of life. I mean, we, we, we move on. We move on. So the number of people that actually worked alongside Walt Disney dwindles all the time. So um, keeping that alive as much as we can, uh, I think, is important. So that's that's all I have. All right. Well, moving on, uh, the Walt Disney Company appoints chief financial officer and chief strategy officer. The Walt Disney Company has named Christine M. McCarthy their chief financial officer after, re- after the resignation of Jay Rusulo, and Kevin Mayer has been appointed chief strategy officer of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, McCarthy moves from her role as executive vice president from corporate uh, real estate alliances and treasurer 
and she will now oversee investor relations and corporate stuff, uh, <laughs> real estate, facilities, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> She's in charge of the money. She She's in lot. charge of the money. Uh, let's see. Kevin Mayer began his uh, career at Disney in 1993 as a manager of strategic planning for uh, interactive and television internet businesses and had left the company at one point to um, to actually work for Clear Channel Interactive and is now back at the Disney hmm. company. Um, and... Um, he had at one point served as executive vice president of corporate strategy and business development. Yeah, it's a typical mm-hmm. management shuffle. Do you um, know where Jay Rizzullo is going? Off to the farm. He's he's yeah he's uh, he's been put out to pasture. He, I think he's he's going home to lick his wounds. He's okay. Um, I mean yeah he's fine financially he's fine, but uh, you know the stuff I've heard was that this wasn't necessarily pretty. Uh-huh. Um. That it wasn't necessarily a pretty thing. That there was a, you know, look when you're at that level, right? And it's between you and another guy for the top the top spot at one of the biggest corporations in the world, and certainly the most recognizable name brand in the world. Uh, you know, you've worked your whole career when you're at that level in those positions. You've worked your whole career to get there. Mm-hmm. You don't work your whole career necessarily just to be CFO of a company like that. Yeah. You you're looking you're looking at that because you're a heartbeat away from the next spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there was some disappointment. Well, not only that, but due to social media these days, everyone was watching that. Oh, everyone yeah. was watching to see who was going to pull out and take the take the spot. So it's done probably a little bit more publicly I would think than it has you know years and years past if anything like that is mm-hmm. you know happened yeah no nah, it's uh, and honestly you know as my feeling from the theme park standpoint and I realize theme parks is just one part of that business but as somebody who watches and pays attention to the theme parks there's no question in my mind that uh, Tom Staggs was the best choice mm-hmm. Uh, to take over yeah. um, and that Jay Rasulo you know Tom Stagg seems to have a seems to have that creative vibe and that creative energy about him where Jay Rasulo when he was in charge of parks and resorts yeah. I don't think anybody was using those words to describe and, him no. and there was no point for him to stick around because he waits another 10 years Tom Staggs is going to retire and then he'll be oh, even no, no, older no no no, you no, know? no 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 Tom Staggs is way too young Tom Staggs unless the board forces him out there's some reason that he has to go. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be around for a good solid 20 plus years. Yeah. My point being, Jay Rasulo just can't wait it out. No, he no. can't. Well, no. At that point, when it's between you and somebody else, and somebody else gets it, you're done. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't even if even if he did try and wait it out, he still wouldn't get the job. Yeah. Um, because at that point, you're second best, you're second choice, and uh, nobody wants to be that. Right. So, the, uh, you know, I think. The com- I think the right choice was made. I agree. And Tom like, Staggs is charming. That never hurts anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that. He is. And, you know, Jay, Jay is sitting in a corner, you know, dabbing his eyes with $100 bills. So yeah. <laughs> he's all good. He's all good. Poor all thing. Right. I was thinking about skipping this one just so we can get to the meat and potatoes, unless you really want to. Oh, no. So oh, we no. have to talk about yeah. this. Are you Do kidding? You? Okay. Excellent. We got to talk about this. All right. Orlando I stalls for three hours, stranding oh, yeah. passengers in hot Orlando Rhino. sun. This was my nightmare. <laughs> Rhino. No, thank you. You were the first person I thought of when I read this story. Uh, the Orlando I, Orlando's newest mega attraction, stranded 66 passengers for three <laughs> hours on Friday after it broke down, the Orlando Sentinel reported. The 400-foot-tall Florida Ferris wheel with unforgettable views, left riders wishing they could forget the whole thing after it got stuck. A technical glitch stopped the wheel turning at 3.45 p.m., and a backup generator was needed to move the massive ride. Um, Still freaking out, and it's been 40 minutes now, quotes Michaela Bell, a tourist from Indiana. And she said the sealed gondolas got hot fast once the air conditioning stopped working. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another uh, tourist said, man, does it feel good to be back on the ground? Three I was following hours. that in the moment on Twitter, and I told Julie, I was like, can you imagine? Because we, we did it with the kids. I said, like, can you imagine if we were up there with the kids for three hours? In, the, in, in <laughs> July, in Florida, 
with no air conditioning and, no and basically a greenhouse. Yeah, you can't even like crack a window in that no. thing. No. Now, I didn't want to do it before. I definitely don't want to do it. <laughs> well, at least, you know, I what was it, about a year ago? Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go just, ahead. just one at a time is what yeah. I'm saying. I, you know, about a year ago or so, when the uh, monorail broke down, at least they had, like, a window that they could crack. That, you know, that was the same deal. In the middle of summer, hot. <laughs> And they weren't 400 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the caveat there. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't... I was just saying, I love the Orlando. I had a good time when we went on it, but that would just be really intense. She Three watched hours. me have a panic attack while yeah. you were on it. You don't want no, to go on the like, ride with I, me. If we had been in there with Rhino stuck for three hours, we would have definitely had a problem. One of, one of you would Plus, have had you have to, to go to the bathroom. I can, yeah. trace, I can trace my fear of heights back to a state fair in Colorado when I was three or four years old. And being on a Ferris wheel that didn't even break down. It just stopped at the top. Ugh. And I, re- I remember it. I still remember it. And flipping out. And my mother didn't want me to go on. It's like, he's going to get scared. Don't, don't put him on it. My grandmother, God rest her soul, was like, yeah, I'll let him go, let him go. And then, of course, when I started, when it stopped and I started screaming, my mother started, my grandmother started yelling at the ride operator in Italian. <laughs> um, and you get him off of there, get him off of there. Um, but I remember that experience and I, I trace my fear of heights back to that. And uh, I was able to do the London Eye when we were out in London the first time or the second time, I think it was. And uh, I did the London Eye and I was okay. Yeah. I was okay. Um, enclosed like that. I'm better than I am if it's mm-hmm. open air. Had it broken down for three hours? Oh, hell no. <laughs> that would have been ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly if yeah. that had happened. I wonder if they did anything for them. I mean, don't give me a free ride. No. I mean, because no. <laughs> this is dramatic. I mean, for, I know, Julie would have been flipping out. I know Ferris would have been flipping out. Mm-hmm. Um well, all I saw in the news, they got the chance to ride it again. Oh, they didn't thank get, you. They didn't get their money back. It's like, no, thank you. Just, oh, not oh, only no. should they have gotten their money back, but they should have gotten something on top of that and not another ride. But Yeah, just, oh, three hours, that's, the, yeah, yeah, no. that's permanent. The heat, the stuffiness. If you no. have to go to the bathroom, I mean, just I'm trying to imagine being in there for three hours with Ferris, who well, we, would have a difficult time maybe even understanding. We did it, and, you know, Ferris was hungry uh, before we went, but it, it wasn't lunchtime yet. So we said, okay, let's do the Ferris wheel, and then we'll go eat right after. So I couldn't imagine mm. thinking it was just going to be a short ride, and we're there for three hours, and, and we have nothing with us, really, mm. except goldfish. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. That is my answer. <laughs> that is my answer to this. No. <laughs> so, all right. Now, let's get on to the meat and potatoes. Okay. This is the story I can't wait to talk about. <laughs> Rumor alert. Disney's Hollywood Studios set for $3 billion expansion and a new name. Uh, now, this comes from a blog and entertainment website called thisisinfamous.com. Again, it is all rumored. And in the article, he even states that this is all hearsay from people he may or may not know in the company. Um, He reports a $3 billion park expansion is in the works that will include farewells to many favorites and welcome many long-awaited changes, including a new Star Wars, a new Star Wars and Indiana Jones attractions. Uh, Social media speculation on future park plans has been active as attractions from the American Idol experience to Disney's art of animation have closed. Um, that's not correct. It should be Disney's um, magic. magic of Disney magic. animation. And according to the most recent information, the only survivors in the wake of the renovation will be the Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, Toy Story Mania, and the Great Movie Ride, a.k.a. the rides that are in the park, not the shows. According to information in this blog, the long-awaited Star Wars attraction would include a look into Jedi Master Yoda's homeworld Dagobah and would be built at the park's existing Echo Lake. The Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular would be replaced uh, by an updated version of Disneyland's Indiana Jones Adventure Ride, and Pixar Place will add three new attractions along with an expansion of the current Toy Story Mania. And just speaking on the name change, the speculated name change... Um, reported Disney's Hollywood Adventure. That's what I heard months ago. That that's yeah. That's name that name's been floating around. I want to I want to focus on the number here, three billion dollars. 
Um, and I want to put that in perspective. <laughs> it cost them a billion dollars to build a ship. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think the dream came in about $1.2 billion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Animal Kingdom in 1998 was built for about uh, $900 million. They've added on to it since then. The entire park? The entire park. Um, the expansion or the overhaul of California Adventure was a $1 billion project. That added Buena Vista Street. Cars Land was added to that. So on spec, $3 billion sounds a little ridiculous. This is exactly what I said when I first heard this. It is just ridiculous. But it's not. It's not ridiculous at all, and I'm going to tell you why. <clears throat> I have been saying for months... For months, Disney needs to respond to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Avatar Land ain't going to do it. It's just not. They need to respond. This is now getting, and I've also been saying they're they're dropping crab cakes in their shorts every time Universal announces something. Because Universal is expanding, 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 expanding. And Disney's just kind of hanging out. Closing things. Closing things, changing things. Building parking garages. Yes. They need to do something to respond. And they have to do it at Hollywood Studios. They have to do it at Hollywood Studios. It is the next best place to do it. Does anybody believe that the expansion of, of Pixar Place is not going to include Cars Land? It's got to have some portion of Does it. Does anybody believe that the addition of a Star Wars land is simply going to be one or two attractions? No. No. Look at the space that we're talking about here. The Indiana Jones attraction in the, in the story surprised me. I don't think that's true. I, I mean, I don't think I, that's, I don't true. Think that's true either. No. There's no way you're going to do you're do Echo Lake and then you're going to have Indiana Jones no, right there. No, it's going to be There's two no things. There's going to be an expansion of Pixar Place that, as we pointed out last week or the week before, we actually looked on Google Maps and did some comparisons the amount of space available when you take out Lights, Motors, Action and the Backlot Tour is almost exactly the same amount of space they use for Cars Land out in California. So there, that expansion, yes, we already know about the Toy Story Mania expansion going on right now. That's in, the pro- that's in process right now. Um, it's either going to be Cars Land back there or it's going to be a version of, you know, other Pixar properties, but it's going to be all Pixar related and Cars Land will certainly have a presence. Cars will have have a presence there. Um, So that's going to happen. Um, Star Wars, folks, you know, they're getting ready to reboot this franchise in December and from everything that is being said and everything, all the indicators right now in the ether there is no doubt in my mind this is going to be huge mm-hmm. huge expansion multiple attractions multiple restaurants stores experiences multiple not one or two we're not going to do we're not we're not going to give star tours a facelift and add something else here this is going to be a complete takeover of echo lake and beyond this is going to be a complete takeover. Yeah. So when you start getting into that, when you start thinking that it cost X number of dollars to build Animal Kingdom 20 years ago, you adjust for inflation. And you look at the size and scope, $3 billion may be high, but I'll tell you what, it's closer to 3 than it is to 1. And that is probably what's going to happen here. Um, this is going to be massive and it's going to have to be fast they're going to have to start opening stuff they're going to have to start opening stuff within 18 months and if they can't if they can't begin showing progress with this inside of 18 months of the announcement then the amount of the amount of opening universal is going to have to respond because they're going to announce this in, a, in, in six weeks. They're going to yeah. announce this at D23, it's folks. all but certain. It's, no, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's going to happen at D23. We're going to find out. Finally, the answers will come. No more speculation. We're going to know exactly what's coming to Hollywood Studios at D23. I hope we get a timeline. With from, that, 
from that, the clock starts ticking. The clock starts ticking. And if you don't think that Comcast and Universal isn't going to respond, they're going to look. They're gaining market share. They're not just going to sit back. Not a company being this aggressive. They're going to respond. And they're going to respond big. And I think you might see within six months the announcement of a third gate at Universal in response to this. Because effectively what Disney is going to be doing with this expansion is pretty much leveling Hollywood Studios and doing it all over again. They're going to leave some things in. Toy Story Mania stays. Rock and Roller Coaster stays. Tower of Terror stays. But outside of that, everything else is on the table. Everything else is on the table. So I don't think $3 billion is so crazy. I think it's high. But Disney's losing market share. And if, it, if the price tag does come in at $3 billion, then everything I have been saying is right. Everything I've been saying for months is right. Because that means you spend $3 billion when you're scared. And if everything I think about the, the new Star Wars uh, film that's being released in December in terms of box office weekends and popularity, I think they can put down their pay, down payment with the uh, box office uh, sales of the new Star Wars movie. There was two other rumors in that mm-hmm. article that I hate to bring up because it makes me sad. Okay. So I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens. But what fig- were the other ones? Um, Illuminations is supposed to be going away and Figment. Illuminations being revamped to a new show. It's time. And then, I mean, look, I love Illuminations, and it's awesome, but this was the show that we got in 98 mm-hmm. or 99. After the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I can see them doing that. Um, and I know, honey, I know. I know. But well, you know I'm, what? Ho- I'm hoping they... They do something with it. Maybe fourth time's a charm. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate to well, see it they, go They away. got it right the first they'll, time. They'll right. do a figment statue. They got to do it right. Oh, they did it right. I think whatever they do, they'll, 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 they'll include figment they'll in it. They'll dedicate a garden to him. I, I think so. whatever they do, they would include figment in it. But <clears throat> it is time for that to change. It oh, yeah. Really oh, yeah. It just simply isn't Just popular. can't go away. They'll put him in the pet cemetery with Mr. Toad. <laughs> That's right. That's like what it is. Winnie the Pooh will get the D's. His eyes me. will look at you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're just waiting to hear the announcement. My big thing is, is when they make the announcement, I hope that they release some sort of timeline with this. That's my hope. They're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have to. They're not going to be able to say, <clears throat> we're going to do all this stuff and, you know, Whatever. we'll let you know when we're done. <laughs> um, they're going to have to put out some kind of timeline. And my guess, my guess is if they announce it in August... They're going to say completion by, I'll go out on the limb, I'll say completion by summer 2018. That's pretty um, good. That's when the next movie's supposed to come out. And I would say that at least some portion of it would t- need to open by the end of 2016, by, by spring of 2017, some portions of it would need to start opening if they can't hit that timeline with this project, then they are going to be giving Universal a wide berth in responding and responding quickly because right now Universal is building things three times faster than Disney can. And I'll go back to my... I'm sorry. I'll, just let me finish this. Yeah. I, I'll go back to what I said. It took Disney three times longer to build a parking garage than it took Universal to put up Transformers. It took Disney three times longer to build a parking garage than it took Universal to build Transformers. If that stays the case here, if they keep doing this stupidity of the five-year plan, taking five (laughs) years to pave a roadway, then they are just going to give their their competitors way too much room to come in and take even more market share. So this is going to have to happen, and they, if they don't have it done by the, by the summer of 2018, don't even bother breaking ground. 
And I think we can take the closest thing that we can relate to this that's happened in Disney history recently has been Cars Land and Buena Vista Street at California Adventure. Two brand new lands coming online at the same time. Now, with those two, they did a grand reveal weekend where it was all shut off. Fences couldn't even walk through any of it. And then they grand revealed it all in the matter of three days. This, I think you're saying... How long did that... And how long did it take him to do that? I think it was like two or three years from announcement. Um, I, I yeah, mean, I don't remember. The difference between two and three years, obviously, is a big difference. But, Can somebody look that up real quick? Um, Craig's on it. But I think what you said, you know, the way they handled Cars Land and um, Buena Vista Street was great for Disneyland. I think that they should phase it out here. I think they should, when one portion's done... Phase into it, Fa- you know. Open a restaurant, a Star well, Wars the restaurant. The difference, the difference being, Disneyland doesn't have somebody twenty minutes away yeah. that's gunning for them. Yeah. Okay. Really and truly, I don't think what goes on at Universal, which is over an hour away from Disneyland in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I don't think it has as much of an impact. Yeah. On Disneyland as what Universal here does on Disney World. What do you got? Uh, Timeline goes with uh, December 2006 concept art for all the changes at California Adventure started popping up unofficially. And then the announcement was in 2007 with opening in 2012. So it took him five years. Wow. It took him five years to do that. And I'll tell you what. If it takes him five years to do this, Universal... (laughs) We'll have Again, Nintendo up and running by then. They're going to have a third gate up and running <laughs> by then. I'm not kidding. They're going to have a third gate. It can't take them that long. They can't. They can't. No, it can't take five years. It can't. If, if they make this announcement and they say 2021 <laughs> for this, first of all, the beating they're going to take on social media <laughs> is going to be epic. Second... Interest is simply not going to be there. And the more Universal does, the more Universal opens, the more Universal announces, the more attention they're going to get. If they can't capitalize on these films, the money they're spending rebooting Star Wars, if they can't capitalize on that, the same way they're going to have to capitalize on the next run of Avatar films. Mm -hmm. James Cameron has filmed three of them. I believe they're all in post at this point. Mm -hmm. And 2017 is the next one. Mm -hmm. That sounds right. And that's when they're supposed to open Avatar Land and Animal Kingdom. They're going to have to time that out. Because Avatar should be a big movie. I mean, it is, to date, I believe, the highest grossing film ever. It beat Titanic. I think Jurassic World just... No, 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 no. No, No, because Avatar is over over two two billion plus. Jurassic World isn't there yet. I'm thinking of opening weekends. Yeah, no, I'm talking about overall box office. So, you know, don't rule out Avatar. I mean, but... I don't think the popular, the pop culture influence of Avatar is strong enough to counter Harry Potter. No, it's not. Um, Star Wars, however, Mm. is. Star Wars, however, can. And I, they're going to have to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And I think... They have to, whatever they announce, they're going to have to be able to do it in three years. And that means crews working around the clock. And yeah, they're going to have to pay that money. And if it's going to be $3 billion, that's probably why it's going to have to be $3 billion because they're going to, they know damn well they have to do this quickly. Double so, the labor. All right. We're running way long here. So yeah. good discussion, guys. Yeah. All right. That is going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to rapid fire. And I'll go ahead and start with you. Dustin. I'm going to make it real rapid. Blaze fast fired pizza coming to Disney Springs. Uh, Blaze Fast Fired Pizza is a fast, casual, artisanal pizza restaurant all over the country. Uh, this build-your-own-pizza chain uses extra hot ovens to cook the 11-inch pizzas in three minutes and will occupy a new 5,000-square-foot uh, building uh, with room for 200 guests and will open in May next year. Now, you were over at Downtown Disney to watch a movie over the weekend. Mm-hmm. How was it down there? It, it, I was in the um, west side area near the dine-in theaters, 
and they've made that place look really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, along the roadway, the oh, the pedestrian overpasses are really coming together now. Um, I'm sure they'll be done relatively mm-hmm. soon. Um, I didn't make my way into the Pleasure Island area where they've been adding a lot of stuff, so I don't know what the current state of that is. Uh, but, I mean, in terms of parking and stuff, it was July parking. 4th weekend. Parking was a breeze, and I got it, it there. It was actually July 4th you were there, It was wasn't July 4th at 2 p.m., and it, I rolled right into the parking deck, no problems. Okay. All right. Then, yay. Yay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> no, I, honestly, yeah. I'm very excited about Downtown Disney. Yeah. I'm very yeah. excited. I always have been. It was that parking nightmare, but it seems like... It seems like we've, you know, our, our long, our long national nightmare is over. I also saw um, the uh, the I four uh, exit ramp. I saw the construction for that. Yeah, they're, they're chipping making, away at that. Yeah. But now that with all this downtown Disney construction, it really makes me want to stay at Saratoga Springs. Yeah, I never wanted to before. Wow, who to who to fuck that that <laughs> sentence would come out of anybody's head. <laughs> But you know, it's being right there and all the nightlife they're going to have and restaurants and bars and why you want me bars. I started hearing something. Sorry. <laughs> now Someone I'm on else? you. Okay. Rapid. All right. Well, thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, mine is Typhoon Lagoon hosts an after-hours neighborhood beach bash for DVC members. So this is just for DVC members. It's an after-hours party that's going to be at Typhoon Lagoon. DVC members and their guests are welcome to go, but you have to be staying on Disney property during that time. So when you make your reservation to be there, you need to also have your reservation number available. Um, let's see. This is going. This is a complimentary event takes place from 9.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. on July 23rd, 28th, August 4th, and 11th. So it looks like they are theming it around Teen Beach Movie and Teen Beach Movie 2. And there's going to be lots of fun. Hula hoop spinning, limbo contest, snacks, and beverages. So, oh, and the DVC member has to be present. So the guests of the DVC member can't go by themselves. The member has to be there themselves. So it's just like a nice little bonus event. Well, you know... I, I, again, I don't follow what goes on with DVC very closely. Um, but anecdotally, just kind of seeing what comes across my desk and hearing things like this, it seems to me like they are really upping their game with these bonus events. You know, well, we got to see hope so. we get to see Tomorrowland because yeah. John's a DVC member. We get to see it ahead of everybody else yeah. because yeah. John was a DVC member. Um, they're doing all these member only type events that really are just hey we want to make our members feel good as they should because they're paying through the nose per point at this stage <laughs> i mean it's but even a lot. Uh, even with where the point per point values are right now i still feel if you vacation at disney world on a regular basis it is absolutely worth it oh yeah well, it I is am such a, a hedge member oh that's right that's right you are i agree with that so um, but even at the it's still a great for a while deal. it felt like they were chipping away at the perks that dvc members had i mean originally dvc members got free entry into the parks well that um, and they but they always said that was going to be limited well that and that it was, was going to be limited but then it started like the discounts on merchandise that you got it wasn't as great of a discount then they started limiting your options as far as the discounts where you could get the discounts and so on and so forth so things like this this is encouraging to see them kind of putting a little bit back in yeah. and that's fun nighttime parties at typhoon Heck i've yeah. been to a few yeah. and they are really fun it, it's an entirely different experience i think they should do something with like shark week so this, week. Is after, oh, yeah. this, is the, this is after the park is closed this then. is after yeah. the park is okay. closed this is an exclusive <laughs> what would it cost to rent that park DVC out? members it's like double digit thousand i think like 10 or 12 maybe i don't know i, I every heard, ride I, is open i heard I the you. number once and now I feel like an idiot. I did it. Just staring at me. It's a lot less expensive than uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Trust me. Um, all right. Thank you, JL. Mm-hmm. Kathy. I got the chance last week. I went down uh, Kennedy Space Center, opened a new exhibit. It's called Forever Remembered. It, um, it has cases for all the astronauts that um, passed away on the, the shuttles. And it has. I was going to say, like, the, the, it's not like a crypt. No, no. They have but cases for all the astronauts. Neon. They have cases, um, you know, like a memory case for each astronaut oh, with cool. things that meant something to them. And then as you turn the corner, um, they have pieces of the shuttle, two different, the two shuttles Challenger there. Challenger Columbia. Yeah. And the one, there's a pretty big piece of it. And having seen the shuttles up close intact, to see the pieces that are there, um, 
you, you just almost can't imagine how, you know, how many forces blew it apart. And then the one, it's the um, cockpit windows. And you just wonder what were they thinking as they, and it's a very solemn, quiet sure. place, except for the parents that allowed their kids to go run through there and play chasers and stuff. And, you know, I wanted to be the crotchety old woman, but it's at the um, Space Shuttle Atlantis building in the new building. It's on the, the ground floor. Um, it's included as part of, part of your admission to the Space Center. Um, it's $50 a day for adults, uh, $40 for children. But Kennedy Space Center has a great deal. If you come to there quite often, you can get an annual pass for like $89 to $139. Um, so if you go more than once, it's worth getting an annual pass. I, it's been so long since I've been out there, and it's a shame because I love it out there. And I got to get, I got to get out. This there. would be, this would entice me to go see pieces of the shuttle and see the memorials for these. Yeah, folks. It, it, you know, it was something that that they did, and they they did it quite well. And they have they have two little movies at the end, and the one movie shows um, kids had done drawings and things that they had sent to the families of the astronauts. You know. About how they felt and trying to console them. So mm-hmm. I said it's it's very moving. If you if you followed the shuttles at all, you know the pieces I learned from you know taking a tour there a number of times. Um, there are pieces of the shuttle buried on the grounds at the Kennedy Space Center in some silos, and there's some pieces in the vehicle assembly building. But this is the first time the pieces have been out for people to see. So wow. if you're mm-hmm. into that kind of stuff, go <laughs> spend a little time. You know makes you realize what all the you know because sometimes when all this stuff goes on you just think oh it's automatic it happens you realize just how dangerous dangerous it is and you should appreciate all the efforts that went into this space program these people when they go out up into space are basically riding on a nuclear explosion Mm -hmm. yeah um they got a death wish i mean honestly no they don't have a death wish they're just the, the truest truest form of of, of heroism for the purpose of exploration yeah. and that's exactly what our country was built on i just um, you know when i did the when you see the pieces you know when we're on a plane and we're coming home from wherever it is we've been and you're thinking like oh geez i'm gonna land in 15 20 minutes the one that you know broke up over texas that you know here they are they're excited they've been up there for two weeks and just just that fast you know yeah. Exactly. And I appreciate so, life. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Corey. Okay. Um, for the first time, 2015, we'll bring uh, marketplaces. And this is for Food and Wine Festival. We'll bring marketplaces into Future World with the new Next Eats Festival area. The sustainable Chew Marketplace will feature three dishes from the chefs on ABC's The Chew. Savory pork spare ribs with cheesy uh, mascarpone grits, ricotta, and zucchini ravioli with tomato sauce and vanilla panna cotta with fresh figs and pistachio brittle. Um, herbs and vegetables from the land pavilion will be used to create the dishes. Guests will learn more about sustainability at home and how, how the food is grown. The Chew Lab will be a marketplace inspired by food science labs and food tech trends. I wonder if they'll be putting this everywhere Interventions uh, has closed some stuff. If that's where they're, or if they would do it where they have that showcase area behind the ice cream parlor. I'm just happy that they're moving some of these to Future World yeah. to kind of stop these bottleneck areas mm-hmm. that that happen regardless um, of the marketplace in that area. There's there's always a bottleneck, so it's nice to kind of spread it out. Mm-hmm. You I know, agree. sounds fun. All right, thank you, Corey. Uh, right now, uh, I'm going to go off of Corey's here too because he mentioned the chefs from the Chew. Uh, I forgot what you said, but um, anyway, they're going to be taping the show um, there. Um, the The whole cast is going to be there taping. Uh, they're doing five shows. They're filming on the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. So you can see uh, Mario Batali, Michael uh, Simone, Clinton Kelly, Carla Hall, and Daphne Oz will be on hand to tape for the episodes that are going to air on television the 12th through the 16th of October. Um, and if you want information on how to get tickets to be part of the audience, you just have to go to thechew.com. Where do you think that'll be? The America Gardens Theater? Or do you think it'll be in, in Interventions Plaza by the uh, Spaceship Earth? Cranium Command. Uh, want, I, I don't know. I, yeah. They're going to want an audience. Yeah. They're going to want an audience. So. All right. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. Gregory. Changes coming to the Tomorrowland Terrace Dessert Party. Well, as of two days ago, it's no longer the Tomorrowland Terrace Dessert Party. It's now the Wishes Fireworks Dessert Party. Uh, I guess we'll still be able to enjoy their selection of desserts, but we're also adding in 
Well, I'm not adding it in. They are. Uh, seasonal <laughs> fruits, cheese, and Disney character-themed cupcakes and more. Because God knows Disney loves their cupcakes. Uh, a sparkling cider toast will take place as the fireworks begin. Uh, then there's hot drinking chocolate. Not to be confused with hot chocolate. <laughs> drink, drink, and chocolate. signature lemonades, coffee, and tea. Price is 49 for adults, 29 for children, tax included. Make your reservations with a travel agent. That's the best way. Dreams awesome. to travel. Thanks for the plug. All right, folks. That is going to do it for this week. Uh, coming up next, uh, Kathy and the team are going to talk about the new, sh- uh, the new tour at World Showcase mm-hmm. that uh, she went out and did. And she's going to judge. She's going to judge Epcot <laughs> right in front of all of us. Yes. All right. So that'll do it for me this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next time with another edition of the Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Remember, stay out of the damn lakes. 